Hello, this is Boke Nagbar and this is the Details Podcast, uh, second episode uh, and as always with me, my co-host Andrzej Tomic. What's up, Andrzej? What's up, Boki? What's going on in the cold and chilly Ljubljana? Yeah, it's cold and chilly now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I heard, this, so I heard. Yeah, man. the summer wasn't great, but this is just ridiculous now because yeah. it's just uh, yeah. annoying. But. We're not supposed to talk about the weather. That's what we always say. Let me at least brag a little bit. I mean, I'm in Barcelona and it's plus 29, plus 30 here enjoying it. So, you know, just, just, just so you feel even worse. So I'm going to go now. (laughs) 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 Anyways, Andrzej, um, the podcast, this is the second episode. Where can people check out our, 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 our podcast and, um, you know, iTunes and everything and, and the webpage and, and what would we like? The the site is up. It's at thedetailspodcast.com and uh, we already submitted it to iTunes. So uh, you can subscribe there. And if you do subscribe there, uh, if you leave us a review, that'd be great because other people can find the show that way. So, yeah, yeah. please do. Please do. Those of you who uh, who haven't done it yet, we'd be very, very happy if you could rate the show and, and maybe um, leave us a line or two. Uh, describe it whether you like it or not uh, we like to hear the the comments whether it's positive or negative because i think at the end, at the end of the day it's going to make this show only better um our first episode was with chris thomas who was an advanced scout and assistant coach for the golden state warriors um and he worked with slovenia national team uh this summer at the world championship so it was a basketball uh, oriented uh, podcast but this second episode is uh with the mma fighter fighter and uh that means mixed martial arts fighter and Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner Ertan Balaban from Istanbul. Uh, I know Ertan Balaban from my time when I lived in Istanbul and then played basketball there. We met and we became good friends. And uh, he has a very interesting life story of uh, basically growing up and dedicating his life to to, to this sport. Um, so we, we'll talk to him. Um, Andre has no idea what I'm talking about right now. He has no idea about... I'm just nodding. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> nodding. Quietly nodding. But, uh, but still, it's going to be interesting to hear about the guy who grew up in this huge city of Istanbul and, and, and how it is living there and, uh, and uh, being a mixed martial arts fighter, like I said. So, Andre, let's get it started. Okay, so we have Ertan Balaban here, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner from uh, Istanbul, Turkey, uh, my longtime friend. Uh, I met him while I was living in, uh, in Istanbul. Uh, he even showed me a couple of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tricks um, that maybe we can talk about later. Uh, Ertan, how are you doing today? Good, bro. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Um, it's good to get back in touch with you. Last time we spoke was uh, was maybe a, a long time ago. It at least had to be a year or something like that. I know, man. Thanks to podcast, I can talk to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good uh, good reason to get uh, to get back in touch. Um, but 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 for the beginning, maybe you can um, you can tell the everybody who's listening a little bit more about yourself about. Um, uh, you know where, how you grew up, and and how you got in 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 touch with, with be with you know, giving or you know you're spending your whole life basically, uh, giving it to to mixed martial arts, you know martial arts in general, and especially Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay, um, I was born in Istanbul, uh, and in '83, and after my high school, 
I wanted to move to the United States for the university uh, school. I went to business college there in Indiana. Uh, it's called Ball State University. And when I went there, I was 18 years old. And I didn't have that much friends there. So I wanted to start some hobby, you know. I, didn't, I never know, like, I was going to do this as a profession. But while I go to college, I wanted to do something instead, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I find this school and I start um, training, striking and karate and kickboxing, stuff like this. After a while, I figure out I was very talented about this, you know. I mean, I, I don't say this, but my, my coach there told me this and I start competing a little bit. After several years, uh, one day when I was in Blockbuster, uh, I saw uh, DVDs on the corner in the like backside, like, like almost hidden. It's called UFC, you know. So I walk, I walk back there and I look at these DVDs and I was like, oh my God, what are those, you know? And see, it says mixed martial arts. So I, I took one of these tapes and started watching in the house in the States. And um, my coach was like, man, why are you watching those things? I was like, man, maybe I can do this, you know? But he was like, man, you know how to strike. You learn kickboxing and everything. But these guys know how to wrestle and how to fight on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started searching for a school there. And I found a school called Combat Jiu-Jitsu, you know. Now it sounds funny, but they were wearing military pants, wrestling shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, it's so funny, man. If, if, if they don't know who I am and what I do, they, they'll be proud because they're the guys who start me in Jiu-Jitsu, you know. And um, I went there, uh, and those guys were like wrestling around and doing half Jiu-Jitsu, half Judo moves and some Jiu-Jitsu moves. It was weird, you know. Now I know that... They're not like traditional guys, you know. But anyways, it was such a good experience, man. And at the time, actually, I was fighting in the kickboxing matches, you know. It was like amateur matches. I make such a small money, and but that was the, the motivation. The motivation was the adrenaline and the experience. So I started fighting kickboxing matches. And I won a kickboxing match like a couple months before that in Angola. And the guy was supposed to come back to my uh, town to fight me, okay. So this was when I started Jiu-Jitsu, like a month before this, okay? And the guy canceled the fight night before the tournament. And the tournament asked me, like, if I would fight MMA. That was a perfect uh, chance for me, you know? I asked my coach. My coach was like, man, you, you've been doing Jiu-Jitsu for one month. By the way, he didn't like that I did Jiu-Jitsu because he wanted me to go on in style. He wasn't so open-minded. And he was like, I don't think you should accept, you know. I told him, man, I really want to try this and I want to accept this, you know. The guy was from Ohio State wrestling and everyone told me like, man, don't fall on the ground with him, you know. Just stand up with him, strike with him, do not fall on the ground, you know. I come out of the corner, fight start, and I throw a punch and everybody warned the guy, of course, don't stand up with him because at the time I was fighting very often karate and kickboxing in in the state of Indiana. And the guy took me down, like, after 10 seconds, man. You know? I tried to get up. He suplexed me on back. I tried to get up. He suplexed me again, you know? Like, like, was... like, like pro wrestling we see on, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the guy was from Ohio State, and I have very high respect for those guys. They have very good wrestling in Ohio, you know? And the funny thing is, wrestling is a big thing in Turkey, too, but I had no idea, you know? <laughs> so, um... We fall on the ground, but somehow, with luck, I think, not so much technique, I took the guys back and I, I choked the guy with Mateleon. And I won my fight. And everybody was like, man, you got to start Jiu-Jitsu and everything, you know. And then uh, I realized that um, I have to find traditional guys. And I had to drive like two hours every week 
to find one purple belt from Gracie Jiu Jitsu, uh, train with him in private, and come back to my state. You know, it was crazy, man. This is how I started Jiu Jitsu. You know. So, so maybe just for people who don't understand, like like Anje, for example, um, he's not <laughs> he's not the biggest MMA Jiu Jitsu fan. Simply, he likes basketball and he likes techie techie stuff, technology and stuff. So, right, yeah. Anje? You're not you're not yeah, you're not the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I am not an MMA fan because I don't <laughs> I don't understand any of it. Basically, so exactly that's so, what yeah. I was going to say, Ertan, and also for people who are listening, like clarify a little bit what is what is jujitsu and what exactly is MMA. I mean, I could do it, but you could do it probably much better. So people understand what are we talking about when we're talking about Brazilian jujitsu and and when we're talking about MMA, which is mixed martial arts. Yes, even though I fought before, I think you could do it better in MMA than me, man, because <laughs> you're a good follower. But I will tell you like this. Okay, MMA is called mixed martial arts. Uh, it have like it has uh, different styles of mixed martial uh, martial arts in it. Uh, back then, in nineties, it was style versus style. Like one guy would be a kickboxer, one guy would be a wrestler, and you know everybody saw this UFC show, and everybody would get in the cage, and they would fight. Okay, so one guy would try try to take the other guy down to finish him, and one guy would try to stand up to strike with him. Okay. But in time, uh, the sport evolved so much that people learn how to wrestle, people learn how to fight on the ground, and people learn how to stand up and fight. So this became a sport, and it's called mixed martial arts. And the guys who train everything together, which is cross-training, uh, they are called new breed guys. New breed guys don't learn boxing from the from the beginning. They don't learn uh, jiu-jitsu from the beginning. They learn uh, just everything at the same time. But of course, everybody is special in some somewhere, you know. Like uh, they are good in one thing, of course, but they know everything. And I think now they are doing. I don't know UFC what you know better than me. 157. Uh, I think more than that, like 175. <laughs> ah, see, okay, <laughs> or something, you know. So I mean, it's flying now, you know. There's so many. Yeah, more now, fights. now, now UFC is like uh, UFC. You could say is like NBA of basketball. Is UFC yeah. of of mixed martial arts, and and it's a, it's a global business. It's a it's a huge huge sport in the USA. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. Also in in Europe, in Asia, yeah, of course in South America, it's it's always been big. Um, but but yeah, this is this is basically a sport now, and, it, and it's hit mainstream. It's not just something that you would uh, you could see on at late hours on pay per view or or something like that. Uh, but it's but it's actually uh, you know there's shows on on Fox TV, on ESPN, and so on and so on. So it's 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 really like a mainstream sport right now. Man, you sound like Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that's the best uh, that's the best thing somebody could could tell me man. I, yeah, <laughs> and I, I feel like Eddie Brower here you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay. um, we are the Joe Rogan and Eddie Brower of Europe okay hey I, I would sign that right now if that would be that would be okay. the case but but thanks for this comparison man okay. um, but but anyways I want to I want to ask you um, what was at, at what point um, did you did you decide um, to say, okay, you know, I, I'm good enough. I want to try a next level. And then you even fought, had some fights here back in Europe when you came back. Um, what, what was what was the motivation then, and and how it is for a fighter um, to to prepare for a fight, to get ready for something like this? Because I always imagine that it has to be much much different than, for example, for a soccer player or for a basketball player or for a volleyball player. Because we go and when and play sports, you basically fight sports. You know, it's it's such a yeah. big difference. Of course, in 
every sport there's hard things and there's easy things you know i can never say this sport is harder than the other sport but of course uh, fighting is a little more dangerous because i mean you're using your body you know you're not using a racket or a ball or anything you know and you're not only trying to score you're trying to choke or knockout you know <laughs> <laughs> so scoring that sounds, is a, Andrei, that sounds but, harsh huh? compared to what we do in basketball yeah of course yeah <laughs> but when you ask the players or fighters I think it's the same thing because you're trying to use your fundamentals and your athletic capacity uh, to reach your goal. So it's fighters don't look at it at fighting, you know. It's like I never think that I got mad at my opponent or something. You know, I ever think that, you know. And um, I think it's hard because in mixed martial arts, you have to train a bunch of uh, sports which are different from each other. So rest, training wrestling, training striking, these are like different things, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part of it. When you con- concentrate on one sport, like playing football or basketball or something, I think that's better, you know. But in mixed martial arts, that's the hard thing. Like when you think that you're striking good, next day you got to wrestle with those wrestlers. And man, you were like punching the next be- the day before. And now you have to put your wrestling shoes and wrestle. You know, that's the hard part of mixed martial arts. And I have to make a point here. We talked about UFC. Everyone thinks that this sport is called ultimate fighting. Ultimate Fighting is the tournament's name, you know? Yes, uh, it's the, like, the company's name, basically. Yeah, company's name. I mean, it's the most popular one, so everybody knows this. It's called Ultimate Fighting Championship, but the sport is called Mixed Martial Arts, you know? So it's like martial arts, but it's like mixed, you know? You can, mm-hmm. you can even tell from the name, you know? But, but still, people, some, a lot of people think that this is just, just fighting, that there's no rules and, and let's go. But, but actually, there's a lot of rules to it, and, and uh, people, I mean, not just people, there's basically proof Scientific, scientific proof after all the statistics and everything they, they have done that uh, mixed martial arts is much, much safer sport than, for example, boxing. Um, because in yeah. boxing, you're constantly hitting the head, right? Exactly. In mixed yeah. martial arts, uh, that's not the case. It's always a body. I mean, it's, it's chokes. It's, it's other submissions which don't really injure you because the referee stops the fight before that. So you, you could basically get out of the fight without even having a scratch, which, which is not a case in boxing if you look at the top-level boxing. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, man. And in boxing, you have a lot of padding in the boxing glow. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the hits, but you're not getting knocked out easily. Getting knocked out is safer than getting punched for 10 rounds. Yes. So you're right. Uh, if I if I stand up there, get not don't get knocked out, but get punched on my head so many times, it's a lot worse, you know? So in mixed martial arts, actually, you can tap the guy out. Or, I mean, you can knock the guy out with small glows. But that's not so dangerous, you know. I mean, of course, it's brutal for some people, and I understand that. But uh, when these guys, like fighters, are trained so hard and trained uh, so professional, especially in the States, that, like, they know how to protect themselves. So we never have, like, a, a serious story about this that uh, people could go and talk about it. And maybe they, I think they would try to stop MMA because there's so many people against it. But... We are lucky that we don't have like so many bad injuries or any any dead people. So mm-hmm. I think now they they realize that it's not as brutal as it seems, you know, because they're professional athletes, you know. Yeah, yeah. and 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 what I, w- I was reading some articles about, you know, the comparison boxing to MMA, and like I said, you know, by in if you look at the injuries, MMA is is safer, but also. With with couple of deaths that were reported because of MMA, it was never because of the fight. It was actually because the guys would would not be controlled by a doctor. They would not have a medical, uh, you know, exam done. So they would they would have a heart failure like after the fight because of exhaustion. You know, so it, ha- it yeah. 
of course, it was because of the fight, but it was not because they would get injured in the fight. It was basically because they were overtrained, they were overworked, and they did not have um, you know, the real medical medical test done that, that every professional athlete should should have done, you know? Yeah, um, they're so professional, you know that. Yeah, I mean, in UFC, of course, they do that. But I'm talking about other organizations who are, who are like amateur organizations, you know, who don't do it, you know, which is... Which which could happen, I guess, in in every sport. If if you're not checked medically and and you know have your heart checked and and all that, I mean, if you're not 100% healthy, you should not be doing a, a tough tough sports, whether it's MMA or boxing or basketball or anything, you know. And imagine, man, you're you're a fighter, and you're of course fighters should be like very careful about this, you know, because imagine there's a, a small tournament, a local tournament, and they invite you as a fighter. And they make a poster, and you're on top of the poster, you know, posing your fight uh, stance. Flex, flexing your muscles. Yeah, flexing your muscles. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, man, so cool, man. You're fighting that night. And then you go there that night, and then you get injured, okay? And then there's next fight. They have to get rid of you and put those other guys. And then they put you behind the curtain, and your best friend comes and be like, man, where should we go for a hospital, you know? It shouldn't be like this, man. Come on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. if there's a tournament like this, I wouldn't fight, or nobody would fight. I should fight, you know? Exactly. You're right. No, it should but be. If, if we're talking about sport, it should be done properly as, as a sport. That would be funny, man. The guy would feel like the most popular guy in the world for like a couple of hours or a couple of days, and the next day he would feel like very bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, laying in, laying in the hospital without... Uh, yeah, 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 he would realize he's not the most popular guy, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, Ertan, but, okay, now we talked about mixed martial arts, but tell me more about, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, a little bit of how, how it became so popular and, and, and maybe, you know, why it's, because, why it's called Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which, which would be interesting to some people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, as we both know, it, has, it is an interesting story connected, especially to the Gracie family, which is one of the most well-known families in in mixed martial arts or you know in ed, any martial arts. So uh, you know, tell tell me about this, and 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 also you know your your jujitsu path now, like you're you know you basically dedicated your life to jujitsu. I mean, it's I imagine it's still on your daily schedule to teach jujitsu and to improve in jujitsu. For sure, man. I train at six o'clock today. <laughs> Yeah, in in the morning, in the morning or in the evening? No, in the evening. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, BJJ shortly BJJ is like my life, you know. And um, it's either you don't know it, or uh, you quit in the first week, or you're in love with it. You know, I never saw in the, something in the middle. You know, because um, it makes so much sense when you do it. That it gives you like gives back things. You know, like. It's a very good training, first of all, okay? When you do BJJ, it's like weightlifting, but so much more fun, you know? You push people, <laughs> pull people, you know what I'm saying? Some people are so tired of weightlifting, man. So they come to the yeah. mat. I think all people are tired yeah. of weightlifting. When, when, <laughs> when they come to the mat, man, they train, and they take very good training from that, you know, that mat. Second of all, it's a very good martial art. I think it's the best martial art in the world. A one-on-one, I think it's the most effective martial art, too, you know? And... Uh, it's a good thing that you can even like protect yourself. I think after you take a couple of weeks of jiu-jitsu classes, I'm sure if two guys fall and the guy took like three weeks of classes, I think he will win. You know, and this is a big thing, I think. You know, and the third so, thing. So it's basically it's a it's a yeah. very good self self defense yeah, system besides self-defense. the besides the yeah. sport that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. most most schools, including me, don't teach this as a self defense. Uh, it, we teach like a sport. But if you need to use this, I think it's the best self-defense, you know, in the world. And um, third of all, uh, it's a very good hobby, you know. I mean, for me, it's like a religion. But for most people, it's a very good hobby. 
It's like uh, they call it game of chess. It's like chess that you play with your body, you know. You have to think so much. You have to be smart with your moves and you have to be in front of the guy. Sometimes I'm trying to do one move just to make the move, uh, move the guy that I'm going to do the second move and I'm going to catch him, you know. And I plan this. Sometimes I do. Sometimes the guy is not realized that I'm trying to catch him with the second move and then he escaped and he smiled, you know. This is unbelievable, man. Like, uh, this is more than a sport. So I think people, when they come to the mat, they forget all their problems, you know, all the stress outside of the mat, everything. And it's like a temple, man. You know, temple that you make muscles and you learn skills, you know. It's a, it's a, very, it's a very addictive thing. I can, I can, I can tell you. <laughs> I've been I mean, doing it for I mean, 10 years. Look how I talk about it. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, even when I when I lived in in Istanbul and I came to your gym and we, you know, we uh, you, you were training and I would sometimes get on the mat and you would show me some things and, and it really is something that makes you think and makes you come back and and you want to get sure. better and improve and it's like you said. I think uh, you know it's not just you saying this, but it's 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 known. It's it's called the human chess. Uh, you know, basically uh, with with your body, like I said, trying to beat your opponent because it doesn't just evolve, It doesn't just include brutal strength. But it's actually a lot of thinking and a lot of uh, uh, thinking, Lever- thinking ahead, leverage, you know, and and uh, and uh, it's it's more than just just uh, just in support. Then you know, when you look at two guys pushing at each other and 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 rolling around on the ground, you know, it's it's yeah. it's much more. So s- so how bad was Boki? Boki and Boki, uh, Boki has long legs, you know. So <laughs> when we when you pull guard in BJJ, long legs is a very good advantage, you know. And I think he's oh, it's a smart an advantage. guy. Okay. Yeah, pull, pull guard, pull guard to means those pull guard, yeah. To pull guard means that basically that you're on your back and you you wrap your legs around the opponent. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's much different when you when you do it and uh, and it's. Uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a, no, it, it really is an interesting sport. And, and, you know, Ertan told me back then, he said that long, long legs are advantage, but I also discovered that it can be also a disadvantage if you leave your legs out in the open too much. So, um, so basically what you say is so right, because we have all kinds of people, man, strong people, short people, tall people, uh, very muscular people, skinny people, but in jiu-jitsu, you, ha- you can have your own game. Nobody plays everything at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has skills. And the game is so deep, man. Everyone has a game. I'm trying to teach everything to my students, and they're trying to find their own game. But I have my own game, you know? But you're tra- you have to find your best game according to your body type. So, you know, what you said was so right. Like, it can be an advantage. It can be a dis- disadvantage. So you have to find your advantages in the game, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It's uh, I don't know, and, it, and it's constantly adding some more stuff, adding more things, you know, learning more things. It's uh, it's I don't know. It's uh, to me, it was interesting when I spent my time there. I enjoyed coming to the gym and and either rolling on the mat myself or or just uh, watching you guys do it. It's it's very addictive. So and um, it's growing like mushroom, man. Like everywhere, huh? like like was, yeah. was was like for example now it's 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 popular in Istanbul in Turkey. Like how how was it like fifteen years ago, ten years ago? Was there even anybody doing this in, in Istanbul, or it was like in Istanbul? No, I know for sure because when I came back in uh, two thousand seven, like I could find only one guy who was doing it here, you know. And when I came yeah. back in two thousand five, two thousand four for a summer vacation, uh, I, I was trying to find someone. But nobody knew about it, man. I was showing videos and people were like, man, what are those guys doing on the floor, you know? Come to kick <laughs> us. Yeah. Now it's like so big in Europe, in Asia, uh, of course, in America. America is like, California is like second Rio de Janeiro. And of course, Canada. It's so big, man. In Europe, sometimes I travel, you know, and 
when I go to a city, I know for sure if I search in Google, there's a school. I'm trying to find it and go, you know. Everywhere, everywhere you go, there's a school that everywhere, you can join. Everywhere, and I, it's such a cool thing, you know. And, and one thing about, like, this jiu-jitsu community is that everywhere you go in the gym, everybody welcomes you, right? It's a very, like, uh, even though it's in different cities, in different countries, it's a very uh, connected community, correct? Yes, until it's a fake jiu-jitsu school. Then they're very scared that you're there. because oh, it's a f- oh, fake. It's going to realize they're fake. <laughs> but, <laughs> All right, so Boki told me you've actually been to Slovenia. Yes. Right. Why? <laughs> That's the second question. To visit me also, among other things, right? Yes, of course. Um, I think it was 2012. Uh, I think I remember, yeah, 2012. It was WFC, which is one of the biggest MMA shows in um, Europe. And um, it, it was based in Ljubljana, Slovenia. Oh, and, wow. You actually said Ljubljana, right? Like, yeah. bonus points nobody can do that okay yeah, well, uh, yeah. No, but Andre, in your experience well, how do people say Ljubljana it's I mean, usually like Ljubli, some sort of Ljubljana say it but I can't write it you know <laughs> that's good enough man yeah, that's yeah. Enough. Yeah, that's with you. and um, you know by the way I love that city you know I, I came there like three times and I really enjoyed it and the first time I came it was for a fight uh, like I said, it's called WFC, one of the biggest events in Europe. And I was invited by this tournament, uh, supposed to fight with a guy named Jetmir Emruli. And don't watch his highlight, man, it's scary. And um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a striking guy, and I was the Jiu-Jitsu guy. And um, we met there to fight, and it was a good night for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 you did like you did like Slovenia, right? Like you always were talking that. Uh, uh, yeah. And sometimes, like um, I have friends here in Istanbul, they like travel so much, but they never have been there, you know. So I always say, man, you don't know that city, right? And they're like, no, I know why, man. They're like, why? Because they're not trying to promote it, man. It's like the, you know how you guys say it's the uh, diamond of Europe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's just supposed to be Switzerland, but let's say nah. we're the Switzerland uh, and they sweet uh, commissar. Uh, they they kill themselves, man. Come on, man. It's raining too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's it's different now in Ljubljana. It's gotten way more popular. Yeah. Like the last four it's, years. Yeah, yeah. It's it, gone every insane. year, every year, it gets more and more popular. Like with tourists and stuff. Yeah. That river, that wine. I think it's too late to be popular, man. I I love that city and the people are very friendly. Um, even though some cities are very close to each other, man, uh, the culture affects people so much about how they react, you know. And to be honest yeah. with you, like I've been to so many places in Europe. I'm not saying this because you guys are from Slovenia, but I like Slovenia a lot, man. Maybe it's because I was hanging out with the coolest basketball player, but they were pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why they were nice to you, man. Otherwise, they wouldn't be nice to you. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you no, one I'm story. Okay? I'm yeah, go ahead. Um, actually, I was impressed about one thing, and I always, always uh, tell this story to my friends in Turkey. I got some popular friends here, okay, like a, like a singer or like a, like a movie star, you know. They're coming to my gym, and sometimes we go to hang out outside, and people bother us so much, you know. Like, they, of course, they don't bother me, but they bother the guy, man. The guy's trying to eat. They want to take pictures all the time. They're always trying to talk to him, and it, of course, I know they see the guy, and it's it's nice that you get appreciated from people. But sometimes Turkish people do too much, you know. And I always tell my friends like this example: one day, me and Boki we went to the mall, 
and I was trying to shop, you know, I was trying to buy a, buy some shoes for myself. And Boki is such a nice guy, you know, he never like say no to me. He's like, okay, man, whenever you're going to go, you know, we can go and you can look for shoes. And he was on his phone like always, you know. And, um, <laughs> on my Blackberry yeah. phone. My black yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackberry. And, uh-huh. and, and um, we went there and nobody bothered us, you know, nobody. And I knew that everybody in that mall knew Boki, of course, man, you know. We went to eat, you know, we went to get ice cream or something, you know. Um, we, we walk in the parking lot, you know. We were in a very crowded place. Nobody bothered, man. And I asked Boki, man, man. Are you lying to me? Like you're not popular or something? What the, you know? <laughs> that, like, are, are you are you the fake basketball player or something, man? I you want the NBA, you know? But no, it's about people, you know. They're like so educated and so nice that of course when they see Boki, they realize who he is. They look at him, smile, maybe sometimes look and you know just say, "Oh, it's him." But man, they don't bother, you know. And it's a very nice thing, and it shows uh, the culture of flowing in people. I think this is a very good test for it, and. and they pass it in my in my mind, man. Really. Yeah, because in Tur- in Turkey is much different. Like for athletes Turkey, and, and like you said, sing- singers or you know movie stars or whatever. I mean, it's very they're very the people are very. Um, I mean, of course, the culture is much different, but people are more much more aggressive when it comes to like seeing such people, right? They come up to you, they want photos right away, pictures. They bother you so much, like it's aggressive, correct? Man, they will climb on you, climb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ertan, but but you men- you mentioned your gym. Uh, in the last couple of years, you opened your own CrossFit gym. Um, besides, uh, you know, teaching also MMA. Uh, also, the the CrossFit sport itself has has grown a lot. I imagine, um, in just like everywhere in the world, but also in in Turkey. Um, how 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 big is this sport now, and and how much it has evolved in the last couple of years, and and what can you tell us about your gym, um, which I'm sure is one of the the most popular ones in Istanbul uh, when it comes to CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, man. It's advertising time. So advertising. I mean, I mean, just 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 in general for people who are uh, yeah, just kidding, no, no. in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I'm gonna correct something. I never teach MMA because I I, I feel like it's not something you can teach. Uh, so I only teach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in my school, and also we got like striking classes. But MMA is something professional. So everyone asking me in Turkey, like, why don't you teach MMA? Why don't you open a class? Because I don't think you can start with this. You know, you have to start with something small and maybe grow from there, you know. And you have to do some sports before you come to MMA. So uh, we don't teach MMA, but we teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu downstairs and kickboxing classes, boxing classes. And upstairs, we have a very nice gym. Uh, it's, it's, it's not called gym. It's actually called box because in the CrossFit world, we don't call those places gyms. We call it box which is smaller uh, impact, but do a lot of work inside, you know. And we don't have machines. We call people, you're the machine, you know, because we work them so hard. Um, CrossFit, man, I start working out like that. And actually, I never had a plan to open a CrossFit box. But um, when I get ready for my fights or uh, when I want to train harder, I always choose to work like CrossFit, you know, because um, in in time, like, I, I got in such a good shape that I – it was hard for me to get tired, you know, like I was running, lifting this. But when I did my first CrossFit workout, man, I felt like I never did sports in my life, you know. So I was like, man, this is going to improve me so much. And then I started training and I did what? What is called workout of the day, of course. And um, I think in the first week, I can see the difference, you know. I could I could feel that I was changing. So it impressed me a lot and um, I had the idea that, if I open a school for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think I can add this up too so people can work out there too, you know, because I had to work out there too. And um, actually, it worked out so well, and my school is doing so well now. I got such a good members, and 
it's always full except the summer and Ramadan, but it's good time for me to relax, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's always full. Now we're opening the second one in European side, which is like 100 meters square. The first one was like almost 500. It's called CrossFit Balaban, you know. And um, now we're going to have two ones in one Asia and one in Europe. And hopefully the second one's going to be good too. But the environment is awesome, man. People who come to CrossFit, they are in a different mindset. You don't see people uh, putting a towel on their shoulder, walking around, you know, social, uh, like talking to people, being social. Uh, you don't see that, you know. You see people really friendly. Hey, man, how are you doing? Oh, you know, have a good day, man. And then they work out, you know. Again, they go to the dressing room, they talk to you for a couple of minutes, and they get out there, man. So the reason to come there is to train, you know. But that's the main reason. What, reason what, yeah, man. What I don't but like I don't about... Traditional, traditional gyms, gyms, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like people like just working hard, hard, you know? Yeah, man, because um, in traditional gyms, there's like, I don't want to say anything bad, of course, but like 5,000 people, 7,000 people, you know, 10,000 people sometimes. But in my gym, it's it's like an impact gym, you know? It's like smaller, but um, you don't, you never work out by yourself, okay? The system is so easy. You remember, actually, it's not only in my gym. It's all across with boxes. So I can explain this so people can understand how this works, okay? It's not like only my gym. You go there and you're not a member yet. You have to go through a education, okay? In my gym, it's like in my box, it's like six levels. You have to finish, finish the six levels to learn all the moves, warm-ups, the culture, the, the, the nutrition, you know, and why you do this. You learn all these things. And at the end of every day, okay, it's like six classes, we give you a 15-minute workout for adaptation, you know, because you can't start CrossFit right away. And this takes two weeks. After two weeks, if you finish all the moves and you're doing, you know what you're doing, then we graduate you from there and we can take you to the other blackboard, which says the word of the day, okay? And in that blackboard, we have time and scoreboard. When you do the word, uh, you can write your time on the scoreboard and compare yourself with other people, which makes it fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you work out, there's always a trainer in front of you, uh, helping you, motivating you. And let's say you're doing a deadlift, and heavy deadlift. Uh, it's very risky to do it in a big gym because you're going to be listening to music and doing deadlift. If your form is not good, you're going to injure your back. But in my gym, you're not allowed to listen to music in your iPod. Man, you're going to listen to the coach. And if you're doing a bad form, he yells you, drop the bar. That's Because... Andrea... Uh, do you, Andrei, do you also hear a lot of uh, like back noise or just, yeah, echo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ertan, I think your I think your computer is maybe too loud or something. Do you have headphones you can put in? Hold on. Hold on. I don't have headphones, but I can put the sound down, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it down so I don't hear myself. This is better now. Here, yeah, this Here? is better. Yeah. yeah, much better, much better. Okay. Um, okay, I'll continue. Um, so no, the this is what I noticed about CrossFit is, is that there were a lot of injuries lately just because people were not were just over overloading their their the the weights you know doing too much. I mean the CrossFit is a good sport and is a great thing to to do, but it has to be really really well controlled um, because yes. otherwise it can be it can be dangerous. Andre Andre, you're also doing some 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 are you doing kettle, kettlebells now or what? Yeah, kettlebells. Yeah. Do you guys do kettlebells also, Ertan? Is that a good yeah, for you? Is a good a good yeah, part of training? Yeah, kettlebell snatches, swings. We have we do. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I die every time, basically. I just <laughs> I die Man. every time I go. But it's good for my back. Like my back hurts way less now. So 
for interesting, sure. Interesting, right? Interesting. You would think that lifting kettlebells would even injure. I mean, make your make it worse, but it's it's actually improving your your back strength and yeah. opening. So exactly, man. And the kettlebell. When you meet kettlebell for the first time, it's like the most annoying looking uh, equipment, and it's heavy when you're trying to lift it. And when someone tells you that uh, you're gonna work out with that, you really don't like it, you know. But trust me, man. When you learn kettlebell, you really like that uh, piece of art, you know. Yeah. No. No. In, in basketball, we we there's, I would say there's a part of our strength training. It also includes kettlebells. I mean, I've done it yeah. in the past, and and, and I liked yeah. it. Um, but uh, obviously, it has evolved into much more than just a couple of exercises. Now it's a, it's a big uh, big part of CrossFit and everything. About the injuries, you're so right, uh, and people are very like uh, concerned about this. But um, it's about the culture of the box that you go, of course. If you have a long education, I think that's taking the risk down because all the injuries is about the technique. And the second thing is it's about the coach that who's uh, paying attention to you. If he's not paying attention to you and you're in a bad form, maybe he's not warming you. So um, if you know what you're doing and if the coach is like, man, you can't, you know, lift this much. You have to go slower or yeah, you have to take some weight off. Then I think the risk is going down, you know. So it's all about the environment you're in, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Andre. Yo. You, ah. You, you've been to Istanbul before? No, never. <laughs> Which is because every time Boki talks about Turkey, he says it's great, but the only thing that he always says is that you should be prepared to spend a lot of time in your car. Yeah, man. Because, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, I, I've i never seen that. Like, I've never been to a city like that. Because every time I travel somewhere, I'm usually just on the buses. I'm a tourist, so I don't really care. But from the way he described it, it's basically like three hours if you just want to go. Like, I'm in my car bar. trying to go home. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but what, what's it like over there? Like, because you're, you're, how long, like, so when, when did you come back from America? And you've been there the whole time or? I mean, you, Man, you, you, you live most of your life in Istanbul, correct? Yeah, I was there from 2001 till at the end of 2007. Okay. In the States. Okay. Yeah, and I came back in, in 2007 and I've been living here for seven years, man. I was born in Turkey, so I'm a Turkish guy, but I just had seven good years in the States, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 But 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 live, living in Istanbul. I mean, I lived there for a couple of years, and, and yeah. it's fun to live there for a couple of years. But I cannot imagine growing up there, living there my whole life. It's, I mean, the 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 traffic and the mass of people. It just becomes, I guess, a yeah. part of your life, and you just don't notice it day to day, even though you spend huge amounts of time in in a car and and or buses yeah. or yeah. boats or, or or traveling. I mean, how how is it for a Turkish guy to live there? Do you even think about this, or is it just like another day for you to be to be in all this traffic and and everything? Man, people are like, people adapt to everything, you know, like, we are made like this. If you have a life like this, it becomes normal to you. It, it, if you have a life, it's very slow, then it becomes normal to you, you know. Sometimes I go to small towns, you know, I start thinking, man, what are those guys doing here, man? So silent, you know, it's so peaceful, there's no <laughs> traffic, you know, the guys walking to the market, you know, couple taking a couple things, walking back home. I'm thinking like, man, if I was here, I would be so bored. But, of course, it's also good, man. It's so nice to have a life like that, too. Whatever you have, you're just, you know, adapting to it. And yeah. sometimes I realize living in Istanbul, I think it's like fast-forwarding fast forwarding life, you know. 
Yeah. Every day is like I, I get up night, I get up night, you know, like because I'm so busy, I'm in the car, I'm running there. Sometimes you gotta, I have to like go out like out of Istanbul in the weekends, and I swear I feel like the time is like slower, man, and and I feel like like I realize who I am, like I, I start thinking different things, and you know sometimes I I do this for myself because in the big city it's so hard, man. Yeah, but in the big cities also, you spend so much time getting around the city that the day really goes by faster because in a smaller town, you can do many more things in your day. And by the end of the day, when you go to sleep, you think you've done many things. Like you've done, you know, you went, went to a store, you went to a library, you did the practice, you did this, you watched a movie. Blah, blah. In a big city like this, it's much tougher to do all those things. It's, it's usually one or two things that you do that day and the day is over. Yes. I mean, that's at least my experience for living in Istanbul and big cities like Moscow or, or New York and... And it's uh, the day definitely seems much much shorter than than in a smaller town for sure. Yes, I agree with you, man. I agree. Yeah. But Istanbul is a nice city, you know. I think everybody very nice, see. very nice city. Yes. Very and, nice and, city. and some people have no idea about it. They think that we still have camels here walking around, <laughs> masks all over, and you know, like people with scarf. But when they land with the plane and get out, they get surprised, man. We got pretty girls. We got Ferraris. We got nice restaurants. Best clubs. Good food. Uh, good food. Very, yeah. Very good food, man. I, I need some of that sutlach from you, Ertan. This sutlach is the best. Is the best. Is the best. Andre, I imagine you never had sutlach before. No. This is the best dessert ever designed by a human being <laughs> on the planet. Ever designed. <laughs> yeah, designed. <laughs> <laughs> really it's like it's like uh, it's like uh rice pudding somehow i don't know i don't know exactly how to explain right it's like milk and rice together with some vanilla taste and some burned top layer i don't even know how to explain it but to me well, it's, it's, it's the best Please, man. <laughs> well i don't have it here also so i can only talk about it and and yeah. and, and, and wish wish yes um, but tell me, Ertan, what's 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 next for you? What, what's what's the, what's the goals you have in your mind for the for the future? Uh, I mean, you, you you obviously are happy with you are right now with the gym and and uh, the career you have in BJJ. But uh, wh- where do you see yourself in five, ten years? What's what's the future like? Okay. Um, first of all, my uh, my goal, my dream is a better word. My dream was to open my own academy. Okay, and in both sides in Istanbul. So this year. I'm doing this, you know, because Istanbul is a very big city. And if, you're, if you want to uh, uh, connect to everyone, you have to have a gym in both sides. And I think my team is a very big team in Turkey. Also, I think in Europe is a good team. And um, now I'm opening my second school. So I'm going to have a lot more students. Uh, and I'm going to have a lot more champions, a lot of training partners, brothers. I see it like this, uh, which was one of my goals. And I'm very happy with this. Uh, when, I, when it comes to fighting, uh, my last fight in glory, uh, I fought in the same night with Kyokan Saki, who is my friend. And um, at the end of he's, my fight... He's one of the, one of the well-known, very yeah, well-known, world-known fighters, right? Like the K1 yes, fighters, correct? He's, he's Turkish, but he, he lives in Holland mm-hmm. uh, all his life. But um, I think he's the best kickboxer, best heavyweight in the world right now. And um, I fought there, and at the end of my fight, uh, I... Um, I asked my girlfriend to marry me, and I I got married. But hold, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It, it wasn't. It happened inside the ring, correct? Yeah, I called her out. <laughs> Andre, he got engaged inside the the fighting. Oh yeah, after yeah. a fight. After the fight. After the fight. Yeah. Okay. 
and you, you were not bleeding or anything like no, but I, was, I, was, I, I was barely like standing you know <laughs> tired. and uh, and she accepted and we got married you know after i got married i wanted to quit fighting but it's, it's a very hard thing man still like the other day alp Erskulic, uh he's a ufc fighter he's a ufc flyweight uh, he came to turkey he's a turkish guy and we roll and we train we spar man i mean i think i could do it again you know and I, I feel like I, when I start learning, when I just learned good things and when I got experience, that's the time I quit, you know. What does what so, your wife have to say about this, that you're thinking about fighting again? I mean, my wife, my mom, of course, they don't want, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems brutal. Yeah. And it's so hard for me because now, man, I have people working under me and I have trainers and, and I, I have team that I teach every day, you know. It's just a team. Also, I'm like trying to train and compete in... Just to competitions. I'm going to Madrid actually uh, in November. Maybe in October I'm going to England, and in 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 December I'm going to Rio. So I'm still trying to compete in Jiu-Jitsu because that's my love, you know. And besides all this, it's so hard to get on a diet for three months, uh, do crazy sparrings, and 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 fight again in the ring. But every time I say I quit, man, something kicks me in and says, man, you have to do it one more time, and not for people. Not for the money, not for the career, because I'm getting older. You know, I don't. I don't think like I'm gonna start a ten-year career right now. But just for fun and just for the the feeling, you know. Yeah. yeah. You, you never know. Maybe maybe I will set up something and fight again just because I miss it. Yeah. You know? When you talk about diet, what exactly are you trying to to avoid or do? Because I'm always interested to talk about different athletes about their diet and how they. How they look at that stuff, you know? I mean, are you you very strict about things? Are you trying to avoid just sugars or even like things like uh, gl- you know glut- um, gl- you know glutamine and all that stuff? Like it's it's it's, it's something that uh, you you constantly think about, or is just something that you already know how it goes, and you're uh, you know you don't have to really be a, p- a police officer to yourself, you know? Um, actually, the reason I I call the word diet is I can never forget when it says uh, when you say fighting. I think that's the first thing I remember. For me, dieting was harder than fighting, man. You know, mm-hmm. I had to make weight in every fight, and you have to be in a certain weight. For example, I was fighting in Slovenia in 76, you know, and yeah, I was yeah. uh, now I'm like 88 kilograms, man. Imagine 12 kilograms less, you know. Andre, could uh, you lose 12 kilos in in three months? No. <laughs> I, just, no, I just yeah i'm not i could lie and say yes but you know hang out i could i could, uh, I, could I could do it for you you know if you hang out with me there's pills in the in the, in the pharmacy and not very often you know oh wow that, but that's not the healthiest way to do it i mean uh, that's a joke of course but for, for three months man of course no sugar no not so much carbs just carbs that you you need for energy you know and um good protein you know some some fruits, but not all fruits. Even people think the fruits are so good, but yeah, they have a lot of sugar, right? So you can yeah, sugar. So uh, not even sugar, you know. So of course, no alcohol and not hanging out in the smoke places because, man, it's like when you when you have a fight, you you are trying to be the healthiest form that you're in, because if you if you lose the fight or if you if you get tired, then you're gonna blame yourself, you know. So I think preparation is very hard, man. You know, that's that's the hardest thing, and you get so tired from trainings. That you're craving for food, but if you have a nutritionist or a coach, they're they're giving you just that you need, you know. Not you're not getting full, 
You're just eating to survive, yeah. you know? You're not taking what you want, but you're taking what you need, which is a exactly. big difference. Yeah. Which yeah. is a big difference, man. Yeah, you don't enjoy food, you know? You just yeah. take food because you need, you need that, you know? And that was the hardest part, man, to make weight and everything. That's the hard thing. But, of course, uh, when you go on a diet, you don't like your life, you know? You just, you know, you say, why am I doing this? You start questioning and, and you get in bad moods. But after the fight, man, like, for example, now I'm not fighting for a while and I think that was my best years in my life, man, you know. It was fun and it was hard and hard things are good in life, you know. That's what I think. So good. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll do it again. I don't yeah, know. Well, good luck to you if we, if we see you back in the, in the ring or, uh, you know, on the jiu-jitsu mat. I, yeah. I, wish, I wish you all the best, man. Jiu-jitsu mat for sure, but I don't know about ring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank, thanks, man. I think it was a it was a very cool conversation, man. I think a lot of people are gonna uh, for here for the first time. What's MMA and what's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Uh, I can only say from my experience that uh, if anybody wants to get involved with this, I would recommend Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's a fun way to, uh, if if for nothing else, it's a fun way to move around and to to be active and to to live that lifestyle. It's it can only bring you a lot of fun and and it's 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 healthy. It's it's good for the body. It's a lot of movement and stuff. So. Uh, definitely try it out, uh, Andre. Andre, when I come back in the summer, we're gonna go both to the jiu-jitsu class in, in somewhere in Ljubljana, okay? Because we're okay. the same, we're the same height and the same weight, more or less. So it would be good, you know. Yeah. We're the same, the same weight class. So yes, what can possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> two guys that are five, five, two meters and six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys promise you're gonna visit me one day in Istanbul? I'll, I'll be there. I'm not sure about Andre. He's he seems uh, he seems he does he still doesn't seem sure about the whole BJJ and MMA. Yeah, I, I I need to get used to watching people do that. I just need to get used to it. I, I'm, <laughs> like because of Boki, I've actually watched some videos now, so I'm getting used to it. But I'm still not there. I think <laughs> Wait, I so. we're gonna go eat some something afterwards. You know, that's that's always a plus. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I know how to get your attention. <laughs> Turkish food your... is always a plus. Yeah. Um, all right, Ertan, Ertan, thank, thanks, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for taking your time. Um, thank you guys, man. Um, Andrea, just just for the end, we have some uh, administrative admin stuff, whatever you gotta you gotta tell uh, uh, about the 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 web page and where can people listen to the podcast and so on and so on. And maybe uh, about rate rate us on on the iTunes, of course. iTunes, yeah. The podcast is now on the uh, on the site. It's uh, the detailspodcast.com and it's in iTunes. So uh, if you subscribe in iTunes, you can rate it there. It helps so other people can find the show. Uh, and other than that... Um, uh, Twitter. You can reach, yeah. reach us on Twitter. I'm at Bokinagbar. Andre, you are at... AtomicXX and that's it. And then uh, <laughs> Ertan, you're on Twitter as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ertan Bal. Ertan oh. Balaban. Okay, so anybody in Istanbul wants to try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, he's your man. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, Andre, we got to say bye all at the same time, so... Okay, I'm going to count us down like three, two, one. Bye. Later. Later.